This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetSGPN. BetSGPN is where you'll find all the best sports book promotions and deposit bonuses. Just head over to BetSGPN.com. BetSGPN.com is your home for online sports betting. And we're also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better NBA, college basketball, the NHL. They got you covered. Just head over to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And last but not least, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is your home for no vig betting. That's right, no vig betting. That's legal in 40 states. So sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com, promo code SGP. All right, welcome back, DJs, for the DFS embedding show for the API. It's myself, Boston Capper, and Steve, the God of Golf himself, Shermer. Are you ready for this week, man? I am. Uh, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I am. I mean, we got all the bad uh, juju out of the way yesterday with uh, complaining about the uh, WGC workday. We got a new tournament. Uh, I am done a lot of bets. There are a lot of things I like this week. I uh, can't wait to uh, break it down with you, buddy. Yeah, me too, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to uh to shed last week. Last week last week was probably the worst week I've had in a while. Like it was bad. So uh so I'm ready to put some good juju in the air and uh and uh yeah, start making some fucking money, man. All right, so has anything really changed since we so if anybody wants to listen, we did the course breakdown yesterday, kind of recap WC if there's anything um that we wanted to take from it, move forward, any weird trends and things like that. Has anything changed since yesterday, weather wise, anything we want to focus on? No, I mean, the weather is still about the same as what we talked about yesterday. I mean, I, I think Saturday is not looking quite as tough. There's a little bit of rain in the forecast, you know, like eight to 15 mile per hour winds that makes a bit of a difference, but it's not, I think the 10 to 20 that it was looking up to be, but Sunday still looks like a car crash, uh, 15, 25 mile per hour winds. Uh, basically, you know, I mean, if you're going into Saturday, if all your outrage are already put, you know, that might be an opportunity to get some guys lower on the card and you know, maybe take a couple stabs because that leaderboard is probably going to turn upside down on Sunday. You know, like hey, anything goes, I mean, it's going to probably look like the final round last year where just Hatton just won, like, you know, a war of attrition. Hey, listen, uh, I, that's what I'm here for, man. Seriously. Like I love this weekend with the, this past weekend with the, with the leaderboard was shuffling and there was a quad waiting on every corner. Like this is the type of golf I like to watch. I don't like to watch the 25 under birdie fest where whatever, there's no danger. It's just, I, I'm ready for this weekend. And I, there's so much water on this course. And as a guy who plays on Florida all the time, it's fun for me to see professionals also put it in the water. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be good. So I, I talked about yesterday where I'm leaning as far as like stats and like trends to look at. So I guess it's uh it's your turn after you kind of digested that and had 24 hours. So how are you approaching this tournament? You know, what are you looking at? Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically what we talked about. Right. And I think that I'm going to lean much heavier Euro. Even I, I was already leaning pretty uh, heavy Euro uh, to begin with based on the trends and the history and, and everything that goes along with it. 
So I think I, I might be on two Americans. <laughs> I think that's it. And I, I'm probably going to need to take a step back and need you to, to talk me off of being that one sided on it. Uh, but man, there's so many good euros in this field that I have good history here. And those are the, those are the guys that I'm really looking at this week. Okay. So you shared with me and I I've heard it a couple times this week that, uh, there's apparently this big movement, uh, in the gambling community about the, uh, the Wentworth comparison to Bay Hill yeah. that uh, yeah. it is very low hanging fruit. <laughs> that guys who win here here tend to win there. Now, I mean, I can poke a hole in that immediately because Terrell Hatton didn't win <laughs> at Wentworth until after he won at Bay Hill. So, you know, but everybody just wants to be lazy and they see, oh, well, they both won. So see, I, I, I don't guess, appreciate like, you calling me lazy, sir. That's not No, me. I mean, listen, that's what they do. Like, I mean, I, I guess where do you stand on the Wentworth? Because I have a take, but I want to hear it from you first as far as like what you think about that comp. Like do, you, so, like, do you know, like, do you know that golf course at all? Have you seen it? Like, no, anything? no, no. And, and my, so my feeling on stats and trends and things like that are always as a numbers guy, as somebody who has a finance background and in sales, I can make numbers say whatever the fuck I want them to say. Right. I can, I can, I can skew numbers. I can make an argument this way, that way. So I always take it with a grain of salt, but there are things to be taken from that. Right. Uh, so I always, I'm always a little apprehensive about, well, these guys always have top tens or whatever. Like it's it, to me, it's very shaky, <laughs> but it's something that you can at least follow on. And maybe if it's a tiebreaker between, you know, two guys, maybe you take it that way. So here's the thing. They're on the right track where yes, there are things about playing at Wentworth that fit well here. I mean, if there's a lot of positional golf at Wentworth, uh, you got to keep it in the fairway. Um, but I mean, if you look at the golf course, it, it's, it looks like a bigger Harbor town. Like it is very tree lined, you know, everything has tight corridors. Um, you know, there's a little more dog lights. It, it's definitely more claustrophobic than Bay Hill, uh, tends to be, but I mean, you're on the right track. You know, it, it, I think if you want to look at comp courses to the European tour, I actually look more to the middle East because those are actually windswept Bermuda golf courses with a lot of water. I mean, okay. I think like if you, if you play like Emirates golf course, if you play Royal greens in Saudi Arabia, if you play Abu Dhabi golf club, you basically played Bay Hill already. I mean, these are pretty like, you know, demanding TD green golf courses. There's Bermuda rough, Bermuda greens, a lot of water, a lot of force carries. Like I, I, like I know, like watching the Omega desert Dubai classic, it kind of looks a little bit like Bay Hill. Just the fact that like, you have these narrow, like firm fairways and they actually grow the Bermuda rough up a little bit. Like I remember watching Bryce and blow a lead. He was headed into the rough all over the place and he couldn't see his ball. His ball would just sink right to the bottom of his Bermuda rough and he'd be hacking out. So I, I think if, I mean, like there definitely are guys who play Bay Hill. Well, who played very good. The Omega desert by classic, like, you know, Willis won there played this event pretty well. Bazane who finished runner up to uh, your boy, Lucas Herbert with the weird ears last year, <laughs> he played well, Bay Hill. Uh, Rory's a former winner. Um, I think Paul Casey won there. Uh, well, Paul Casey won there this year. Uh, Rafa Cabrera Bale always plays that tournament. Well, he's played this tournament pretty well too. I mean, like Fleetwood plays well there. Fitzpatrick played well there. Bryson won that tournament. He plays well at Bay Hill. So, I mean, there are comps. I just think, I, I, I think the middle East courses are definitely a direct correlation because it's at least the same grass type. There's force carries over water. It plays firm. There's wind. So okay. um, I think if we're looking at past leaderboards, I actually think that's where you go. Not Wentworth. Sweet. Listen, a a any, any little edge or any little insight that could do that. That's funny that you mentioned Casey. Um, 
with that. I know, uh, I think you mentioned him yesterday that we were texting about him. Uh, I kind of like Casey this week and he's kind of off for a week and his ownership isn't good. We'll get into that when we get into um, the level breakdowns and the bets. Um, so, all right, man. Well, that's interesting. It is so funny. Isn't it? How fucking like the, like Dubai and Saudi Arabia can just make these golf courses that look like Florida in the middle of the fucking desert. I've been to both places and they are not like Florida. And I can't, they, I, <laughs> I mean, those poor people living in poverty and they turn on their faucets and there's no water because they're busy yeah. watering the golf course, to keep it alive. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's insane. Uh, it, it's, it's wild to watch that shit overseas. It's like, huh? Oh, okay. Oh, uh, it's very interesting. It, it's just nuts. How, what money can do, man. And that's it. So, yeah. all right. So like you said, weather report, cat crash still on Sunday, Saturday looks like it's going to lighten up a little bit, but listen, it's Florida. The weather, it's just like where I grew up in new England. If you don't like the weather, wait a minute, it might change. Um, and yeah, so I guess, uh, where's the, I mean, who's the chalk this week, I guess that's usually where we, where we start, right? Right. So just looking at everybody above $9,000. Uh, I mean, the three guys right at the top, Rory Hovland Hatton, they're all drill drama. What looks like over 20% ownership. Uh, people are kind of ignoring Bryce and Patrick Reed up there on uh, the $9,000 range. There's really just three guys. It's Fitzpatrick, it's Sung Jay and Paul Casey. And we'll talk about those guys later. Um, no one else has really drawn ownership in that range. Like it, like you, like last week, there was a lot of guys above 10%, you know, it was kind of yeah. spread out this week. It's very concentrated pretty much in these six guys. So, you know, we'll break it down. Who's good chalk. Who's bad chalk. Maybe some pivot plays will go from there. Uh, $8,000 range. There are a lot of guys, I think in the double digits, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of good players. You got Molinari, Zalatoris, Burns and Kokrak, all the top there with the highest percentage. Uh, Homa's getting ownership just because he's been playing pretty good. And, you know, he played concession last week and you know, he, he He did okay. Yeah, he's played fine. Uh, Leishman has a good course history here. Uh, Coke Craig has a good course history. We just talked offline before the podcast that apparently Coke Craig is getting significant steam oh, in the outright markets. So uh, we'll see. But, uh, you know, I mean, Harris English isn't getting a lot of popularity. Uh, Kevin Kisner's again getting trash. popularity. Uh, we're not really buying a Billy Horschel, or at least, I mean, not, not, not me either. or you partic- yeah. particularly, yeah. but the betters aren't. So, right. uh, so that's where the ownership is. And then 7,000 hour races. This is the one we've been targeting the last couple of weeks of. The chalk guys here don't do well. They always bust. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys I've identified as chalk in this range. So, uh, in order from about highest to lowest, okay. Cam Davis, yeah. Cameron Tringali, Chris Kirk, just curious, mm-hmm. Henrik Norlander, Luke List, Taylor Gooch, Corey Connors, Lanto Griffin, Charlie Hoffman. Now, we'll talk about the common link between all those guys, but those are the ones that seems like everybody's been talking about. Everybody seems to be gravitating towards. So, I mean, there are some good names that I do like in this range, but there's some ones that probably might be, are going to be frauds and we're going to have to figure out who's good shock and what's bad shock. And then under six, under $7,000, the only guy who's double digits is Matthew Neesmith. I mean, he's been a great ball striker. I think everybody's just targeting that, but uh, Kyle Stanley is being talked about you know, a little bit this week, uh, Zach Johnson still getting some ownership, even though he has really been playing all that great. Uh, Sebastian Munoz has actually uh, been playing a little better lately. He's starting to get some support. Doug Gim is always popular. Yep. You know, he's been playing well. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about some guys down there that, you know, maybe you can go to that might be a little more contrarian. Yeah, it is crazy. Like I texted uh, whatever it was like eight thirty this morning, nine thirty this morning. And I was like, "Oh, I'm so sad. Davis is going to be chalk." And, but it is funny because now this, like you said, the six guys that are chalky in the seven K range, and typically we only get at max like two, maybe three, right? So now there's six. Mm-hmm. So we can't possibly fade them all. 
So we have to figure out who the good plays are and who the bad bad ones are. No, and there's some tells about who's good and bad. We'll, we'll talk about them when we get to that range. But uh, yeah, I think uh, we should just get right to it. All right, man. Well, listen, uh, before we get to it, listen, we are proud to announce that we've just launched Bet. SGPN betsgpn.com is your home for all the best online sportsbook promotions. Our featured sportsbook this week is points. Points bet has a ton of player props and live wagering options. All the lines we're using on today's episode are right from points bets. You like parlays? points bet got you covered with their parlay boost. Um, so when we get into the betting segment, um, we're using all the lines from there. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and then listen, if that wasn't enough, they're offering two risk-free bets up to 2K. That's right, up to $2,000 in risk-free bets. So go to pointsbet.com, promo code SGP. That's pointsbet.com, promo code SGP. Terms and conditions do apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 plus. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. So look at that. Helping the people who might not need to be listening to this all at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, listen, so. you know what? There's a responsible way to gamble and there is. Uh, for the people, there is. For people that can't call that hotline, you know, get some help before things, you know, get out of control. Listen, I could have used that shit about 10 or 15 years ago. No fucking question <laughs> about it. Listen, I've told you I'm bad with bankroll management. Now, uh, when I was in my uh, late twenties, when I had too much money, it was the fucking nightmare. Um, all right, man. So I right, man. 10 K range. Uh, I'll let you jump, man. Let's go. Just trying to figure out where I want to start here. All right. Well, you, you got, you, you got like five options. I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean the popular options are Rory Hovland and Hatton and like, there's not a whole lot to say about each. Uh, I think what, I mean, I, I think my, I mean, I do like Hovland like everybody else. I mean, there's nothing to really complain about on paper. Same thing with Hatton. Like I know he didn't play well last week, but lost six strokes around the green. That's not going to happen every week. I think they're fine. Um, Rory is with his price point, and it just just watching him, it looks stressful. Like I, I like remember when Rory was just dominating on top of everything. Like in the early 2010s, just everything was effortless. Like it looked like DJ, right? Where right. just like you watch Rory, you know he's in the zone. Like he's flagging wedges, nailing putts, and just, it doesn't look like he just has it. And I don't know if I want to pay up 11,600, but like at the same time, he's going to win at some point, right? It's been over a year. Dude, and it, I don't want to miss it. It's, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, Christ, it's, it's pushing two years at this point, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's about 16 months. Yeah. He last won in China in 2019. Uh -huh. That doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Apparently. All right. So the last time he really won in, uh, you know, Boston Capper's mind, yeah. uh, you know, apparently it has to be in the Western hemisphere. It was a Canadian open. Okay. So Rory hasn't even won in the United States in a while. So yeah. There you go. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to miss the win, but I can't pay the price for what I'm seeing on paper. Like he has to basically finish top three and I don't have confidence. He can finish top three if I'm paying up for that. So I don't think I'm on him. The guy I want to talk about is Bryson and everyone seems to be out on him. And I was out on him last week. I mean, he got a lot of DraftKings points, but that's another, you know, example of how the DraftKings performance does not match what you see on TV. He was <laughs> last week. I mean, the only reason why he was, I think like, top 15 in scoring last week. It was just because he was, he had a couple of Eagles. He had some birdie streaks, but man, he looked bad. 
Here's the thing about Bryson this week. And I, I've heard a little bit about, oh, you got to keep in the fairway. You got to play position golf. You can't bomb it over. Well, it's true for some guys. It's not true for Bryson. And Bryson can hit it over a lot of dog legs. I mean, like the only real, like we talk about a lot, but like there's a lot of water at this golf course, but like off the tee, which is where he seems like he has his problems, like where he blows up. The only water holes that are a problem, there's only three. It's number three, number six, and number 11. Well, number three and number six, you can just blast it all the way across the lake into the, the right hand rough. It takes that, takes it out. Right. And then if you look at how he played number 11, that's the one where water's all the way down the left side. He took iron off the season, he laid up short. So, and you look at some of the other holes where there's some trouble. He had some discipline last year. Now that was last year. And then something happened over the COVID break where his Eagle got out of control and he said, I want overpowered golf courses. So I don't know if he's going to take the same approach as he did last year, this year. I mean, like there's, there's speculation. If he's going to try to drive the lake on the par five, number six, I mean, no fucking way. If he does, I want nothing to do with it. That, I think but, that was a joke. You talk about the picture I shared. I think that's a joke, bro. He's no, really people have actually speculated if he's going to try to do it. Absolutely. So, no which, way. Which, is, which is stupid. But I mean, I, I think the only problem with Bryson is, and it's a question, his irons are much worse than what they were last year. I yes. mean, the reason why he had that really strong, like early season before the COVID break was because irons are good. And the scrambling was good. Now the scrambling, I don't really have to worry about because it's not as tough this week. The irons are still a concern, especially with his wedges. So those I wedges, man, like why can't I don't. So for me, right, obviously terrible fucking golfer, right? My best goddamn club are wedges, are short irons. I don't understand how these guys who are so good at everything else don't have good wedges. It makes no sense to me. Well, here's the thing. They're good wedges in the fact that they can stick it to 17 feet consistently. Like right. If we hit a good wedge, we're sticking to 30 feet or hitting the green if we're lucky. The problem <laughs> is if you're Bryson and you hit as far as you can and you can hit like a nine iron 180 yards – yeah. You got to stick it to within like 20 feet and he doesn't do it. He dumps in bunkers. He's like 40 feet away. Like, like that's, that's the real reason why you look at the stats. You're like, all right, you're gaining a sh full shot on the field off the tee and you're losing off er, with the approach play. So I, I think with this golf course though, the way, if he plays it, the way he played it last year, he's going to be fine. And there's not as many places to get in trouble off the tee as he did last week. Like last week, he could not overpower it this week. He technically can. So I think Bryce can, can actually be a decent pivot play. And I, I, I think it's worth a stab now. I mean, the betting market, I don't see it. We'll talk about that later, but I think with DFS, just because his ownership is not high, I think it's low teens Yeah, it is. and he absolutely can win this thing. I mean, he played well when he was pre bulk up and he did well in his post bulk up. So okay. there's that. And then I, I think that the only other comment is, and I want to ask you the question. Why do people still hate Patrick Reed for DFS? I don't know. I really don't. I think it's just cause. I don't know. I feel like it's just like anything else in this fucking day and age. Like people just jump on the bandwagon and, and want to roll it. Like, yeah, he might seem like a dick, but whatever, man, the world needs dicks too. You know what I mean? Like, and he might not even be that big of a dick. He's just ultra competitive. Like whatever he might, he might, he might move a ball here and there, he, but you know what? He wants to win. He's not doing it for any other reason. He just wants to win. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And uh, I have, I have fully moved to the other side and I like Patrick Reed now because everybody else seems to not like him. So right. I mean, I, I, I get all that, but the point is to win money, right? Yeah. And the guys been, people guys don't give a shit sometimes. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the same way. reason people bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. 
were you doing with plus points? You, you're betting against the goat. Like, it, it, look, last week we were both on him, right? Uh, I, spoiler alert. I'm on him again this week. Uh, I, I really, man, I really thought he was going to be able to chase him down. That's why I was so fucking pissed off with that duck hook that he put in. Not only did he cost me the matchup against Rory, like he's a guy who, I don't know. He's a guy who shows up for big events and things like that. And like we, like we talked about maybe a little weaker field, um, or at least I feel like it's a weaker field than normal. Like, I feel like this is still a, like you said, a premier event. And this is something that he's going to want to take down. All right. So what are your plays then? I mean, I basically broke down everything. I, I yeah. think for me, I I'm, I'm avoiding Rory and just because of like Hoblin is so super popular. Yeah, it is his first. It, well, it's not his first time here, but I'm probably going to avoid just for DFS. Yeah, I am which too. Is, which so, sounds stupid because he's awesome, but it does. But uh, listen, I, I literally have it written down Hovland too popular. And I thought it was his first time here. Has he played here before? He's had, I think two top 30 finishes. Okay. So I, I, thought, I, yeah, like I, 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 he's just too popular. Like, and he's such a volatile player. He really is. And listen, he's a guy who I love to bet on and love to watch. Like, but man, like for 10, six, it's a huge price point. I mean, he's $400 more than Patrick Reed. Just, just from the value perspective, I, I can't play him. If he burns me, he burns me, whatever. Like, but he's also a guy who can go out and shoot a 62 one day. And then the next day he can go out and shoot a 74. So for DK, that's not fucking helpful, um, especially at a cut event, right? So I, I'm, I had question marks next to Bryson. I was waiting for you to break him down to kind of sway me one way or another. Uh, you got me on board, Bryson. Um, like I, I like it as a bit of a play, but uh, I like Hatton this week. I think getting his little feet wet at a tougher course uh, this past week. Uh, first time stateside for a little while. Defending champ. Good feels here. I'm, uh, you know me. I'm on. I'm on. Hat- I'm on Hatton and Reed. And uh, now I'm going to sprinkle in a little DeChambeau, but I'm with you. I'm off of Rory just, just because of the price point. I actually like Rory this week. Um, as far as maybe him going out to get it. I think I might be looking at things through a different lens than you, as far as like how I watched him this past weekend. Like, I feel like he he's getting close. Like I do. Like, I just feel like he's getting close and, uh, but Hovland's just, he's just too popular and, and too volatile. So I'm off him, especially on a DK lineup. I, I last thing about Bryson is I get, I mean, one of the good things and the bad things about Bryson is, you know, exactly come out of the gates, what he's going to be. And if he's got it, he's going to come out on fire. And if he don't have it again, you're just going to crumple that DFS lineup or bet or whatever. Or just throw it in the trash. Exactly. Now it's time to scramble. At least he gets showdown tomorrow. Yeah. At least he gets it out of the way early. That's what's nice. Although what last week he did shoot uh, Thursday, he shot like a 74 and then he came back with like a fucking 64 or something like that. Yeah, it was like a he, 10 shot difference, right? That was great. And then he sucked on Saturday again. I mean, that was, I, no, mean, I know. I know. That that was not a golf course for Bryson, and I knew it. And people were like, "Oh, Bryson!" Can, like the the comment by Paul Azinger that yeah, like Bryson can just overpower everything. What the hell was he talking about? He's a member there. Like, did he measure from the back tees how far Bryson has to hit over all this shit? Not even he can do it. It's like the four. The carry was like three forty over some of those bunkers. There's no fucking way. <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. And that's the same thing like you said. Like, there's no way he's trying to drive that fucking green. It's fucking retarded. Um, all right. But all right. So you broke down that one. So 9K, this is this seems like it's Jekyll and Hyde every week, man. Some weeks it's fucking great, some weeks it's bad. Uh so the popular guys in here, man, looks like Fitz is getting all types of love. Everybody's going back to Sunjay. <laughs> oh man. I I, I 
I like, I like Casey and I'm going back to him. I can't, I feel like it's going to burn me again. Like I keep feeling like I ignore Fitzpatrick, especially if it's going to be windy and shitty on Saturday and Sunday, but he's got so much steam and it's still fucking Matthew Fitzpatrick. Like I'd rather just put like a top 10 on him or, or bet him and not have him in my DFS lineup. Cause it seems like even when he finishes well, he doesn't score well. Um, but I like him this week. I feel like every time where I'm really on him and he doesn't do well. And then I get off him that he does well the next week. So this just might be battered wife syndrome. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'm staying with him. <laughs> like, I'm going to hang with him this week, but I'm, I'm with, I'm with him again. Fuck decky. There's no way he does that shit again with bad irons. He's going to three putt this weekend. I wish I could make the bet. I wish there was a three putt bet decky. There's no way he's going this many rounds without fucking three putting as much money as he has cost me three putting over. God knows how many he is. Um, and I think I like speed after we talked about it last night. This does seem like a course for him. It's ridiculous that he's never played here before. Steams off him a little bit, right? Because everybody was on him for a little while. We get a little week break. He's not the sexy new thing coming back anymore. Um, I told you yesterday that I was thinking about Jason Day, but I just can't. Like he's withdrawn from this vet twice. Like I just, I, I can't. I can't. I, I don't trust him. That's it. So, so, so I'm on. The only ones I'm on here is is M and Casey. Everybody knows how I feel about Fleetwood, and everyone should uh, should say you're right, Capper. He does suck, and uh, leave him alone. However, I have a feeling that you're going to be back on him this week because uh, you are a glutton for punishment, sir. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Sorry. Let's buddy. let's start with Fitzpatrick because I I think I agree with you in the fact that he is getting crazy ownership. It's twenty two percent. I mean, the, the secret's out now. I I remember back in Riviera when he was what seventy four hundred bucks, and I was pounding the tail for him. Like, why is he prices way? He's really good. And he was he got I think like seven percent ownership. Yep. He was great. Ninety eight hundred bucks now, and I look at it and I'm like, all right. I agree with you. Like if I like Matthew Fitzpatrick, why don't I just find a way in my lamp to create $200 for Terrell Hatton? Who's won four times his last 23 events or find $400 to pay off a read, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I, I think I agree with you in the fact that I would rather find like a matchup or like find a top 10 or something on him. And instead of going with the crowd, and riding all the steam because he has gained two, you know, it's ten. He's gained ten strokes tee to green his last two tournaments. That can happen again. I mean, the ball striking stats are okay with him. He usually gets it done around the greens and putting. You know, eventually that that gravy train kind of comes to an end. So, yep. I think betting wise, I, I'll treat him differently. DFS, but DFS, I'm probably not on him. Sung Jay, I'm not going to be on for DFS, but the same thing. Like, I'm going to find ways probably in the betting market to do it. But he's got 22 percent ownership. And I. I I don't trust the dude. No, I know he he cannot put together four full rounds. He can't put together all parts of the game and he's continually getting priced this way. I was actually hoping that finally the betting markets kind of get sick of him. Right. I'm like, all right, let's put him down to like 35, 40 to one. Cause you're not, he's not playing as that way, but he's 22 to one. He's the same odds as Reed and he's priced that way. I just, I, I can't. So I, you know, I'll find other ways to do it, but I'm not on Sung Jay. Um, Paul Casey, I like, but just I'm scared to death of chalk Paul Casey in DFS. That, that's a recipe for disaster, but he is playing great. And the ball striking's awesome. He's actually putting well, too. That's the reason why he won Dubai. He's actually been pretty good. I mean, you look at like the past results, too. I mean, like he finished second in the PGA. He was first on leader of the Masters. I totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah, me too. 
guy's playing just good. He played good at Pebble Beach too. And you know, I mean, he I'm getting vibes off Paul Casey that I got from Hatton last year when I bet Hatton. Like, I mean, like, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of resurgence, played well overseas, you know, took a week off. People haven't really seen him and then he comes to Bay Hill and just wins. So, I mean, I, I talked about yesterday that, um, you need a top 10 in your past to, uh, win at Bay Hill. That's usually a trend. Well, Paul Casey has one. I mean, the, the overall course this year is okay, but he's got a top 10, so that's fine. So but the popular in DFS kind of scares me. So the, so the guys I like here, you're right. I am a glutton for punishment. I'm back in Fleetwood. Uh, I found Christ. a way to justify my head that, okay. uh, why don't you, you walk me through how you justify lighting money on fire? Okay. Simple. He lost six, he lost six strokes putting. And I don't think that happens again. Okay. He actually, he gained three strokes T degree last week. He was actually okay. Relatively off the team with his pro shots. So I, and I, I look, I mean, he put fine in the middle East on Bermuda. These are Bermuda greens. I think these are a little easier Bermuda greens to put on than what we saw last week at the concession. I mean, those were like, yeah. so I think he bounces back. I think he's going to bounce back to the putter and I think it'll be fine. Uh, I thought I was going to be alone on speed because I have also talked myself into speed. Oh, have you? Nice. Yeah. And it, and I was going to be off him. Cause I'm just like, listen, there's a lot of water in no way. But when I looked at the golf course again, it's only three trouble tee shots for speed. It's number three, number six, and number 11. So all the other ones, like all where, like all where all the other water is, it's either on the approach shot, which is iron's been great, yeah, absolutely. or it's on the par, or it's on the par threes where he's hitting an iron. So, yeah, I I kind of like him this week. Okay. Um, I'm off Jason Day, which means he's going to win this week uh, because I was on. I almost, I almost want to put a bet on him just just in case. <laughs> I mean, there's people in Slack channel who are going to do it. So oh, you know what? Oh, Congratulations, Jason Day. You are back <laughs> in the inner circle. But uh, I will not be on him. Uh, I just, I can't. I mean, I'm I'm uninspired by the iron play. I just, I I don't see the big upside. Like I, and honestly, like his results at Bay Hill, besides that win, they're just meh. Yeah. So okay. I don't be on. And then Hideki, I don't believe it. No. I, I don't buy it. The, I mean, the ball striking just, I think over his last like 16 rounds, he's losing strokes ball striking. And I don't think he's going to gain what six and a half strokes off the green again. No, so, no, no. Like, and if he does, I literally might run through a wall. Like, <laughs> like how long were we waiting for this? And now yeah. his irons are meh. And now he's doing this on the green. Like, fuck you, man. Like, he just makes me mad. Well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing where we found ourselves at the Sony too, where we were celebrating. Oh, he had a T 19 finish. Good for Hideki. What? This was a dude who <laughs> was like, I think top five in the world. He almost won the PGA championship in 2017. I know. Like, he is falling hard. Yeah. And if, if that's the bar now for Hideki, like count me out. Yeah. And reduce his price and give me better odds. If you want me to actually bet him. <laughs> so, all right. So that, 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 I think that breaks down, uh, that round pretty well. All right. So, all right. So I just, uh, went on like a huge one breath diatribe in the nine K range. Why don't you, why don't you start with the eight K? <laughs> all right. So, I mean, why don't I start with the guys I just don't like, okay. um, Sounds so good. I, I mean, I I'm treating Sam Burns differently in the betting market. I am with DFS. He's just too popular. Um, I can see it going wrong for Burns too. I mean, he, he sprays it all over the golf course, you know, puts in some water, finds himself out of position. He also gained a bunch of strokes putting it with the Riviera and he's somebody who's kind of up and down with the putter. So for DFS, I'm laying off. We'll talk about him betting later though. Different animal. Yep. Um, 
Harris English, just I'm going to continue to fade it. I've, I've, I've heard people try and be a little contrarian with him. The ball striking just isn't there. And this is now it's, and it was actually a trend before he won at century tournament champions. He won in spite of the ball striking. He actually wasn't that good that week. Now it's continued to actually deteriorate. I'm still off him. Um, a lot of people were trying to talk themselves in the Mark Leishman. I'm not uh, like where speed is kind of on the rise with his ball striking Leishman's on the fade. And like, I just, I don't want to get on that. Uh, Kevin, nah, I don't buy him either. Uh, he played well at concession. He had a big putting week, but it's overall looking at the ball striking numbers. He actually doesn't really put Bermuda all that great here. So I think that's going to regress and I don't buy Billy Herschel. So get those out of the way. The guys I like, I mean, I think everyone likes Molinari. Yep. I like him too. I think he, uh, you know, he played well Riviera, you know, he disappointed me at Pebble beach, but this is a good golf course for him. I think on Sunday too, that kind of sets up like if he's kind of like in the mix, I think he can rise up the leaderboard. Um, all is forgiven. Will's out You're fine. <laughs> you can join my DFS lineup if you want. Um, you kind of scare me. The fact that Jason Kokrak is getting so much steam. I know he's got steam pot in DFS, but I mean, there's a lot of things he checks the box with and I, maybe I just, I'm, I finally give up. Maybe he's just a good putter and I'm probably gonna eat my words on Monday when oh, it was like 50. You, you just jinxed the fuck out of him. <laughs> I did. But you know what? This is now going back to like last I know. summer. I know. I know. He's putting well. So and he, I, and, he, I, and, he, and he doesn't look like he should be a good putter. Like I always think it's so funny to see him on TV. Like he's a dude who doesn't look like a golfer. He looks like a dude who drives a truck, yeah. right? He, he drives, he drives a tractor trailer truck and, but somehow he's still a good at golf. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, I, I mean, the terrifying thing with him is it is pretty boomer bust, but some of his like recent bust weeks haven't been so bust like they used to like, and now it's like over his last 50 rounds, he's getting about 0.7 strokes putting. I mean, now like that's no that's, longer, that's, a, like a, that's a big sample size. It, it It is a bigger sample size. Like, and I remember back at the CJ cup, he gained like 11 strokes putting. I'm like, this isn't real, right. but now he's been actually doing it. So I, I mean, maybe it isn't like he actually puts well in Bermuda, so that's fine. And then I like Kevin, uh, I like Kevin Kisner this week too. Um, well, you know, I mean, so, I mean, you don't think of him as a guy who he goes on this golf course. I mean, he does have a third place finish here. He probably, I think he should have won in 2017 when Leishman day, he cacked it away at the end there, but he's accurate off the tee. He's good with his irons. So I know T to green is probably not going to get in too much trouble. He didn't putt very well at the concession. I mean, he gained strokes on the field, like for the week, but like on Bermuda, you expect Kevin Kinsler to really light it up. So I think there's going to be some puttering regression for him. I kind of like him this week. Um, and I like Louie too. Okay. I like your play. And I, I'm going to save him for later though. So I will uh, say for, and then uh, I don't know what to do with Max Homa. Uh, maybe you have a better take than I do. I can't figure the guy out. I don't. I'm the same way with you. Max Homa's. I literally have question marks next to his name. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like he seems fine. He's another California kid coming to Florida betting, uh, betting, <laughs> putting on Bermuda. Um, but he played fine last week. Uh, I, I don't know what to do with him. He's right in that price point where it's like, I'd rather have Burns, whether he's chalky or not. And I'd rather have Zalatoris, who's a much better ball striker. Right. I mean, that's just, that's just where he falls. So, you know, maybe if you're making 20 lineups, you got to throw some in, right? Just to, just in case. But I mean, I'm with you, man. I like Molinari. I don't care. Um, I'm awful Horschel. I like Willie Z. Like Burns. I don't even I, like. I don't even care. Like I, I'm on Burns and DFS and and betting this week. Uh, like we talked about, I, I like Kokrak. I, I always typically like Kokrak. It is making me a little nervous. Uh, not only the DFS team, but 
the betting odds moving as fast as they did. I mean, something happened. There's lots of money on them. I don't like it. And I haven't listened to anything at all. I listened to like the PME, I think Monday show or whatever. And that's it. So I have no idea if the whole industry is talking to him about them or not, but, and I'm back on Leishman one more time, baby, one more time. Good history here. I know I was mad at him and I put him on the dock, but I never put him on the boat. So I don't know, man, like good history here. Uh, if it's windy, if it's shitty on, on, Saturday, Sunday, uh, I'm going to give course history one more shot. And Kevin, nah, that's a dude I could never figure out. Like I like him, you know what I mean? But I, I wasn't on him last week. I didn't think he'd do well. Cause I thought the course was going to be too long for him. And the greens are going to be too hot unless he got super hot with the putter. He never really got super hot with the putter and he still fucking ended up with a good weekend, you know? So I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, he did, he did putt well last week. He putted um, much better in his baselines. Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a crazy Kevin Na week, but that's right. That's, it, was that's still, I mean. it was still better than what he typically does. Right, and and was, when I when I say that, that's what I mean. Like all of a sudden, he's fucking just lights out, walking after a thirty foot putt. You know, you know what I mean? Like that's what I think about when he when he's gonna win or he's gonna give you a top five. Uh, Kiz, listen, I'm always kind of on Kiz, right? I thought last week the course was too long for him. I even said it, but I'm always I always like a guy who likes to grind and get a paycheck. And this is kind of the course like that. He's a George, I think he's a, he's a Georgia boy or a South Carolina boy. So it's Georgia, all the same. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure he's comfortable here. Uh, I'm fine with kids uh, in DFS. I don't, I don't think I'm going to touch him in any type of betting, but I'm fine with him at AK. Like, yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice little pivot point. Um, especially when uh, we move down to the seven K and we're about to talk about the chunk that's right below him. So I think, oh. I think we're pretty much on the same page. No, oh, English. Sorry. Did, did you talk about Louis at all? Yeah, I said I like Louis. The only thing is, man, like, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Like, it's all with the putting and the chipping. Like, it's not normal, and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, like yeah. when I like when I like to back him, it's it's when everything else is working good, and he just did good last week. I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure this is a tournament he's burned me on where he fucking withdrew after like for like ten seconds before goddamn tee off. Um, I don't know. I can see, I could definitely see the merits of it. I mean, look, if he, if he's figuring it out and it's going to be good, this is a weaker field than last week. I like a better than Billy Horschel who's above him, but Molly's right there below him. So I mean, he's probably a good pivot from Molly. Um, at least based on, you know, we're just kind of trying to pivot a little bit, especially if Molinari is going to be that highly owned. That's another guy who's got bet down another darling, but yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Louie. I think I'm, I think I got to think about him a little more. Okay. Before I may, well, maybe at the end of the show, I can switch one way or the other. All right. Well, good luck with that. You usually All right. do. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So before, uh, before I jump into uh, the seven K range, uh, listen, you want to get an advantage over the sports book. When it comes to betting, you need to download BetQL. It's the only app you need to make smart sports bets. BetQL has shop data for college basketball, NBA, and the NHL. So if you want the inside edge on who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus they have a ton of sport, sports books offers in your States. So head to the app store, or Google play store, and download BetQL at Bet Smatter, not Hada. Oh my God, that is awful for my accent. They need to rewrite that just for the show. Bet Smatter, <laughs> not Hada. That doesn't even sound like English. Um, <laughs> head to BetQL.com and enter code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at BetQL.com. 
I wonder if they wrote that ad read just for you. Yeah, maybe. Holy Christ, that was that was bad. I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible even before I, even before I read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 7K range, obviously huge. And look, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, we touched on it at the beginning of the show. Listen, fading the 7K chalk has been the way to go for the last, I feel like at least five weeks, if not six. Right. But like I said, typically, you know, you're only looking at two and three guys, easy to fade. Now we got six guys, double digit ownership here. So how do we figure out who the good chalk and the bad chalk is? So I still like Davis. I don't give a shit. And it might be because I already fucking bet him out. Right. <laughs> right. So maybe I'm just being stubborn and I'm digging my heels in, but I'm uh, listen, I'm taking, Davis chalk of a fucking Tringali chalk all day long, all day. Like, it, like it's not even close to me. Like Davis is the better player. Um, yeah. So I, I don't care. I'm sticking with Davis. I'm going to need you to talk me off on Rose. All right. So I, I think I'm back on Rose this week. He burned me last week. Somehow he lost a fucking head to head against Tommy Fleetwood. Somehow. Somehow he played worse than Tommy fucking Fleetwood. And you know how I feel about his stupid Morgan Stanley hat and his stupid ads and his stupid $40,000 clubs. And I still fucking bet him. Yeah. Uh, you won the battle with me, but you lost the war. Cause you actually lost <laughs> fun from that. Yeah, exactly. Tommy Fleetwood cost you legitimate money. He did that motherfucker. Um, I'm off a of Siwoo this week. It makes me feel wow. weird to say it. Yeah. It makes me feel weird to say it. I just don't, I don't know. He hasn't been the same. And I don't feel like there's a cost for him. I think maybe next, next week at TPC is maybe a better cost. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts on Hoffman. I don't really know what to do with him. I really like Matt Jones. Um, he got me a top 20 or a top 10 a couple weeks ago. Good win player. I feel like he plays good in Florida. Um, I feel like maybe I'm focusing too much on that for like Saturday and Sunday. Like you, you need to get to the fucking cut to make the win, the win to matter, I guess. Um, yeah, the first two days are going to be very scorable. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, I'm, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm overthinking that a little bit. Maybe I need to pull back my eye. Right, who plays good in shitty wind? <laughs> um, uh, listen, uh, you know, I'm on list <laughs> 7,200. I know he's jockey. So like, this is what's killing me, man. Like, I, like I pull up the ownership and I'm like, fuck man. Like uh, two of my guys are the chalky seven K, but I also know that we got to fade the chalky seven K. So I'm just kind of a mess in this area. Um, yeah, but uh, like I'm, da- I'm sticking with Davis. I can be talked off a list. Maybe, um, I haven't bet him out right yet. I do have a top 20 on him. Maybe a top 10. I don't know. Um, and Keegs, man, I got to go back to Keegs. Like <laughs> I do, man. I got to go back to Keegs. like this. This is a course we you even talked about. It. Like, look, look, the greens aren't that difficult, right? They all kind of played out. Like if he can putt average great, like he's good off the box, fucking great, great with his irons. Like this is, this is a course where he can compete at. I feel like, um, so those are the guys that I'm on. But like I said, you guys just heard this schizophrenic brain, just jump all around. Like I'm just lost in this section because the guys who I want to play are the chalk. And I have to like fight myself not to play them. So Steve, uh, therapy is in session. Yeah. Honestly, you seem like you're in the weeds here. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I do want to say, while I said that the greens aren't as difficult as last week uh, for a guy like Keegan Bradley, uh, these things are still impossible. So uh, good luck to him. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, so the first place I want to start is what I feel like is good shock. And what I feel like is bad shock. I agree. I'm on Cam Davis, anyways. I don't care if he's the highest owned guy here. Just 
the ball striking numbers. Like if you like Sam Burns, you gotta like Cam Davis. They're the same fucking player. So, uh, and Cam Davis has this little thing where last couple of terms, he's an alternate between like really bad putting weeks and really good putting weeks, like winning upside putting weeks. He's coming off a pretty bad putting week. Good ones probably coming. So I like him. I disagree with you. I mean, I, I like, I'm still riding Cameron Tringali. I mean, the ball is because the ball striking is really good. And say they with Lanzo Griffin, like the ball striking is good. They both are also coming off. They're decent putters and their last performance putting. They actually lost strokes. So that's going to swing the other way. That's something good. So like, even if they lose a little bit of the ball striking, like from their last performance, potting might come up. They can still be fine. They, the only thing I'm concerned about with those two is they both lose strokes off the tee and neither are accurate. That's a bad combination here. Cause that means they're not very long off the tee where they're actually gaining for distance. And I had the fairway. So that's a little bit of concern, but I don't know. I mean, the ball striking numbers are just really tempting with them. So, and then Henrik Norlander is getting popularity again. He's kind of like poor man's cam Davis, whereas the ball striking looks great. Good putter on Bermuda it just checks a lot of boxes. Like he played this tournament once and missed the cut. It's one time, you know, I'm going to give him a pass. I mean, the chalk that I don't like, a lot of guys on Taylor Gooch. He just, he's a f- okay ball striker. But he just isn't in the classes like some of these other guys. I kind of were a little worried about him. I mean, the course history is really good, but I mean, what happened in the past doesn't mean what's going to happen in the future. So um, I don't really like him as much. Um, Corey Connors, I was real tempted to go deep on him. Yeah. And I restrained. Okay. I did. The fact that he has been miserable at this golf course. And it's only two appearances. And I know it's, he's technically putt well, but his last putting performance was at Riviera and he was a mess. And I don't know if he's just reverting back to his old self or if that was just a blip, but I have something on him later that we can use, but that's as far as I can go. If he's going to be this popular at DFS, I want nothing to do with him. And then yeah. I'm off, I'm off Luke list and a, just because I don't trust him and B, if you want some Luke of these, list. like they're never on Luke list. Well, okay. Ever. Well there. And the reason why is if you, if you want some of these like big ball striking guys, but can't putt, there's like five or six of them. <laughs> there are $700 less than Luke list this week. They can go find. So I'd rather just do that and then not worry about it. Cause here's the thing that you just touched on it. Lucas has to get to the weekend. And if the cut ends up being like minus two or minus three, cause like, you know, everybody's, you know, it's fairly receptive scoring conditions. Lucas might not get there. Yeah. So I might rather try and take a stab at like another big ball striker who hits a ton T green camp, putt. maybe they kind of luck their way into the weekend and then kind of from there. So I'm off him. Um, some other guys you mentioned, Justin Rose. I feel like at this point, I mean, he played well in Saudi. Yep. I'm struggling. I, I want to buy into Justin Rose too. I can't okay. this, because this is a two year problem now with him. And he's shown flashes here and there. But it's kind of like how I feel like with Jason Day, that just the spark just doesn't seem like it's there anymore. So I think I'm off him, and I think it's probably for my own good. And if you want to go join on J- Justin Rose, go ahead. I, yeah. I, 
I, I can't do it. I mean, that's not, yeah, that's not talking me off them. That's you saying I'm struggling with the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we're both in the same boat. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, I'm getting sucked into Christian Bizet and Hood again. Um, no. I mean, why? the Euros, again, the Euro stats are good. He played well in Bay Hill last week. He was fine at the concession. No, he but he finished like T30. No, didn't he have like a fucking plus 10 on Sunday or Saturday? Or am I thinking of a different? Oh, that, that was, that was Hoygaard. Hoygaard. That's that was right. Hoygaard. Yeah, he's okay, on the field. Fine. He licked his wounds, went back to Denmark. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I like Bizet and Hood. I mean, they're, 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 sorry. Yeah, he played good over in the Middle East. He plays those golf courses pretty well. So I think he just is a good fit for like something like this. Um, so a guy actually, I just I'm a hypocrite. Uh, I just thought about, well, you know, I don't want to take like a guy who like can't putt, but he's a great ball striker. I like Emiliano Grillo. And the reason why is he actually has been okay with the putter, you know, so far in 2021, like that has improved. And as long as he's kind of putting like slightly below average, yeah, he's ball striking great. And he's got great history here. So, and then two other guys I like, I like the redemptions of Victor Perez and Robert McIntyre. I'm going back to them, especially McIntyre again. I don't think this golf course is any different than what they saw in the middle East. And what they saw last week was nothing like they ever seen. And that's, and maybe there's some sticker shock coming here. They go to Bay Hill. They've seen this golf course a dozen times before. I think they're going to be perfectly comfortable here. It's a lot of things they can do well at. I like them. And they're getting zero ownership. None. Well, yeah. Cause they just fucking literally diarrhea down their leg last week. Yeah, they did. But this is new, new week, different golf yeah. course. I think it matches their strengths. They're still good players. They haven't forgotten how to golf. I mean, Victor Perez finished what fourth in Saudi McIntyre yeah. was great in the middle East. They haven't suddenly forgotten how to golf. I think that's your, like you said, Hatton's your boyfriend. I'm pretty goddamn sure McIntyre's your boyfriend. I love that dude. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he, he, he pretty is, sure Colin, Mon- crush, he is Colin Montgomery reborn. I love that oh, guy. It's going to be Lord. very, it's going to be that very hard. It's going to be very hard for me to not root for this guy in the Ryder cup. I oh, love this dude. You stop actually, it right now. Listen, we listen, I will. I, I'm going to uh, No, The answer is no. I don't give a fuck. No, the answer is no, that will not might, happen. We might break up when we do the Ryder cup podcast. Yeah, we absolutely will. Listen, yeah. fucking, uh, uh-uh, no way we get, we get time for that. So we'll move on, but no I fucking see, way. I secretly <laughs> always root for Europe. Are you fucking serious? How? <laughs> <laughs> All We're right. not going to get into it right now. We're we'll gonna talk about on. this in September. <laughs> All right. So a, couple, so a couple guys in the Slack channel that um, had some requests. Uh, Charlie yeah. Hoffman had one. I mean, listen, like there was that injury scare back in the Amex and Torrey Pines. He's been great ever since. I mean, the good. ball strike has been really good. Um, he puts well in Bermuda. So, and he's got some, uh, he's got some positive putting regression for him too. I like him. Um, Chris Kirk was asked about too. I think like that's your boy. You, you got to give analysis on him. Cause I can't figure that fucking guy out. So there's a lot of things to like the ball strike has been very good. He's been hitting his irons a lot better lately. He's an accurate player. So I know he's not going to get in trouble off the tee. Doesn't make a lot of bogeys either. He's actually like in that little bogey avoidance stat. He actually shows really well there. Um, I just, his popularity scares me. I didn't, I didn't anticipate him being popular this week. I thought I like, I, I targeted him like, all right, $7,000 going to be, have like three or 4% ownership. Like he hasn't been that like ever since the Sony, yeah, been that good. But I think because the fancy national stats, he pops up there. I'm using him more for betting than I am for DFS. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Ricky Fowler from uh, your friend. Ooh, fucking Tommy. 
Yeah, Tommy asked about him. Fucking Christ, I'm going to go throw an egg at his house right now. Okay. Before no. he moves. That why, why, don't you, why don't you handle Ricky? I, I've been talking a lot. What do you think about Ricky? No, I mean, fuck Ricky. Knows, no, he's broken. He, we've been over this. He's broken. And that's it. He's broken. I don't give a shit. Like, there's no more analysis needed. Like, we've talked about it to death. He's he's finally priced where he needs to be. So maybe you can consider him only because he's priced where he's priced. But no, absolutely not. No. Okay. Am I wrong? We'll talk about him later. <laughs> Fine. Fucking Christ. <laughs> All right. So, uh, dumpster diving time. Who went first on this last one? Me or you? Uh, I'm going first at uh, under 7,000. All right. You go ahead right. and, and dumpster dive. Uh, so, so I made reference Ricky to Ricky Fowler, Tommy Christ. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I made, I made reference to this earlier. Um, there are a lot of guys. And now that I think about it, maybe this is the wrong way to go. I'm just going to go with it anyways, because it's what I prepare for. So I'm just going to do it. <laughs> All right. So it, like the Luke lists or the Emiliano Grios, the Keegan Bradley's are all in $7,000 range. The guy's just team no putt. You can find this in this range. So Brendan Steele actually has an okay yeah. course history here. You know, ball striking is really good. I need, I just know he's solid. Like, I think he can ball strike his way to the weekend. He's not an awful putter either. Like some of these other guys I'm going to list are terrible <laughs> putters, okay. uh, which I'm going to name right now. Aaron wise. Uh, the last time we checked on him, he lost 10 strokes putting in Phoenix <laughs> and still made the cut. That's unbelievable. By the way, that, was, that, that is amazing. Yeah. I mean, only more can pull that off. And listen, Morikawa ended up winning last week. Why can't Aaron Wise? So I mean, I mean there's lots you, of reasons Aaron Wise can't win, but yeah. I, yes, I, I get yes, your point. There, there are re- a lot of reasons why. But listen, T to Green, he's been great. I mean, scrambling's been good. The approach play's been good. Off the tee's fine. I have zero concerns about him navigating his way T to Green. It's with the putting, and I just need him at this price to just not screw the pooch royally and miss the cut. Okay. I see him make the weekend. And yeah. I think he can do it just based on what he's ball striking with. Okay. Um, Lucas Glover has zero ownership, and I don't understand why he's got good course history. He's a good ball striker. Again, can't putt. But I mean, he's had good course history. He, I mean, the guy has never been able to putt, and he's still figuring out a way to get around here. And he's got like what? Like I think on Vanity National, he's got like 0.7 percent ownership. Yeah, I don't understand why guys are overlooking him. So I mean, he played Puerto Rico. I say he was fine, but it's Puerto Rico. I don't care. Uh, but speaking of the guy who actually did play well in Puerto Rico, Cameron Percy. Uh, play one Puerto Rico ball striking is good. Again, can't put a lick. Don't care. Ball striking is really important here. And I can find it real cheap here. You know, same thing with Kyle Stanley, another right. good ball striker can't putt. So I, I think like, if you like a lot of these popular guys about $7,000, just move under seven. There's a lot of guys who can do the exact same things as like a Luke list, a Keegan Bradley, even Emilio grew who I actually liked this week for $800 less and you okay. spend it elsewhere. Fine. Listen, I mean, listen, I, I, I get where your head's at. Um, I'm fine. Like, listen, you can't, I mean, Stanley worries me a little bit cause he's, I think he's what, like 7% ownership or something like that. Like oh, is he? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot for a six K. So I'll probably skip him. Um, how come nobody's playing CT pan at 6,200? I don't know. You want, you might as well. I was wrong on him last week. You might as well just play him. Right. 6,200 bucks CT pan. That opens up a shit ton, man. And it's the same thing. Just fucking make it to the weekend. That's all you give a shit about. And that might not even matter. Like with as much as it opens up, like mm-hmm. I, I like CT ban at 62. Um, <laughs> so I like Knox. <laughs> I, I really? know. I, yeah. 
but I think it's because I've been focusing and I just, I literally, it just came to my realization when I said, I was like, I've been focusing on the wind a lot. The wind isn't coming in to play until Saturday and Sunday. It literally hit me on the podcast. Like I was like, I want good wind players. I was like, Oh, well, they just, uh, they need to make it to the weekend before that fucking matters. But Knox is a great he has, wind player. He has not been very good here either. No, I know. I know. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe I'll lay off of him, but Muniz, it, fuck 6,700. He played good last week again. Like, he yeah. was a darling forever. And, and now like, why wouldn't you play him? I, I like that play too. Yeah, I, I think Muniz is actually pretty good. Like, I mean, this was like back last fall when we were talking about, I don't know this is where he was priced. And then he right. started rising up, rising up, and then he had the big fall. Yep. And now we're right back to where he started. Yeah. Let's go about this. He's starting to show signs the way he did last fall. So yeah. go let's with go him again. Back, back on that horse, baby. So I'm, I'm back on him. And then what do you think about HB HB three? Man, like, uh, nah, what? I mean, he's, 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 he's not a miserable putter, right? He's a South Carolina boy. So he's familiar um, with um, Bermuda. Bermuda. He's miserable. Is he that bad on Bermuda? He is one of the worst players in this field on Bermuda. <sighs> yeah. Fine. He's losing. I mean, assuming this is right from uh fantasy national, he's losing 0.6 strokes per round on Bermuda over his last 50 rounds. Yes. Yeah, that, that's bad. That's not great. Well, Doug Gim sixty six hundred. Just ride with Gim again, then. Plug okay. <laughs> Gim is basically my binky at this point. Yeah, of course. I, I love it too. He's yeah. sixty six hundred. I mean, like I like yeah. I, I mean, those are the guys I'm probably, and I might even throw in a little Fratelli just because I don't know. Uh, I feel like the guinea can get the first round leader and hang on for the weekend. Okay. Yeah. So there's only one guy down in this range we were asked about. Burn Viesberger. Um, I liked him last week. I'm the wrong guy to ask now because he was awful. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I look at Bern Wiesberger and like he's been around for a while. Like this isn't like Victor Perez or Robert McIntyre where there's still that unknown potential. They haven't been here all that often. They haven't caused a lot of scar tissue with me. Bern Wiesberger has, <laughs> and other than the Masters and three rounds at Valhalla in 2014, he just doesn't do anything over here. And this is now year six, year seven of him coming over. I can't do it. So pass. All right. Well, there you go. All right. So that breaks it down for the DFS portion. And before we get in to the betting section, uh, listen, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DJs only care about sports betting. So the best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGBN crew. So you got to make sure to subscribe to our page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. And if you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time one of us posts. Um, so uh, once again, didn't post one last week cause I had COVID. So, you know, this week uh, I'll make sure my pretty face is there. So you guys uh, can make your wives jealous. All right. So, so go to sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash B T V. All right, man. Betting section. Well, hold on. Uh, no. Oh, that's yeah, right. big short, big and short one and our one done. There you go. Can I just rather, can, can I just kill myself instead of do one and done? Is that possible? No, you got, you got to do this the rest of the way. Oh, Cause we need to know what guys. <laughs> God, dude, I'm so fucking bad at one and done. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's start so big short, first. big short. Let's go. Who you got? All right. I mean, it, I had trouble coming up with a big short just because again, a lot of popular guys I like, I mean, I already, I did the, under seven, $8,000 guy last week. I don't want to do that again. The guy I've been hearing all week and you like him. 
And it is only because of the course history. And I'm looking at where he is trending and I don't like where he's trending. And that's yeah, Mark. Leishman. I know you're going with the eggs. It's Mark Leishman. I mean, listen, like at, and like you look at Mark Leishman and Jordan speed, they're at crossroads right now where we have a ton, a ton of awful stats in the long term. They're just now starly starting to like get cleaned out. Problem is speed is on the upswing where I'm seeing improvements off the tee, the iron plays back and this putting is back. That is encouraging for me. Leishman is all been putting lately. And I think people are still holding on to him. Like he did really well at the Sony pay well at Torrey pines since then it has been all the putter. The ball striking is going away. I think it's going away at a bad time. I'm starting to see things that resemble what he's did, you know, pre post COVID. So I think, I think he finishes outside top 35 in DraftKings scoring. I think he's not very useful. And I think everybody is going on him this week. They're just, I think they're just, they're hoping for something that probably that might not be there right now. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I can't fault you for it. Like I said, I mean, I have no reason other than to go with them other than just, I'm going to give it one more go round with the course history and if he fails me again, then motherfuckers on the boat with Fredelman. That's the way it goes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I packed his bag already for you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks, man. Welcome. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. One and done. <sighs> you should start because I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Yeah. So I, I know what I'm doing for a small one. Uh, I'm going to go because I like, like I talked about in the beginning, he, he took two weeks off. Didn't seem right. Didn't play well. Cost me that nationality bet um, plays well in Florida. Can't put everything together. I'm thinking the only thing I, I kind of want to save him for the Honda. I'm going with him. I'm fuck it. I'm going with him. Okay. I've already used him. So, okay. I'm going with him. Oh shit. All right. I'm trying to think what I want to do. I'm I'm kind of thinking on the fly. I've already used Sung J. Yep. So he's out. Uh, I've already used who's the other guy that I've he's already DJ. Used. No, it's, oh, that was a small one. Oh, I've already used Francesca Molinari. Uh, okay. Thanks a lot for the top uh, three each and seventeen thousand dollars. I could have used it this week, but Listen, I, I could use I could use seventeen grand this week. That would have yeah. been nice. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think I'm down to Fitzpatrick. Okay, Casey for Hovland. Hovland, I think I'm gonna save. Yeah, so don't burn Hovland yet, man. I don't, I don't want. I don't want burn Hovland. Where else are you gonna use Casey? You gonna use him at the Valspar? I use him at Valspar. I could use him at. What about Coker? Maybe, maybe, maybe to the Travelers. He plays pretty well there. Yeah. What I about Coker? No. No. Okay. No, I mean technically I use Coker at the Valspar too. Yeah, I know. That's that's kind of where I, I think I'm gonna use Coker. Um. I don't think I'm going to use Fitzpatrick in major season. I like him. I think for a couple of places, like I like him at Kiowa. I think he would do well real St. George for the open championship. Okay. I don't think I'm going to use him in major season. Um, the other place to use him would be Harbor town, which he always plays, but he doesn't play that well there. Mm-hmm. Even though he said like, I think like he has um, like a Harbor town towel on his bag or something. Like apparently he loves the place. Never really plays that great there. He's going to go over to Europe this summer. 
Okay. Because he needs Ryder Cup points, and there's a couple big events. He's playing well. Gonna burn him? Why not? Burn Fitzpatrick, let's go. All right, let's do it. All right, so I'm taking him. You're taking Fitz. That is good that I think about with European players that I don't fucking think about. Like, when are they going back to Europe? Right? I don't think about that. So I actually have to start factoring that in. It's going to be after the U.S. Open is when you have those garbage events in the summer. Plus, you got the Olympics over, like, in Japan, if that even happens. But after after the U.S. Open, you have a couple big European tour events, then the Open Championship – and then a couple of them probably will come back for the FedEx Cup playoffs. But in the Mayo one and done, you only get two of them. And you're probably at using a Euro. So yeah. probably use up your European players by the U.S. Open. Because after that, they ain't going to be around to use. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Good to know. All right, man. So let's get into the betting. All right. Where do we want to start? We want to start with. Uh... Outrights, we want to start with matchups, top tens. What do we want? Well, to- we got to start with first round leader. We always start with first round leader. So here's the deal I'm going to let you do that because okay. I uh, I did not pull any up yet. The only one that I was looking at earlier, because I just didn't have time, man. Like I told you, wife had wine book club. So uh, usually when I'm doing my first round leader uh, activities, uh, I was chasing my, uh, my two smaller devil children around trying to make them shower and stop screaming at the top of their lungs. So that was fun. Not stressful <laughs> at all. Uh, all right. Well, I got this. I, I came prepared like I always do. No, so, that's not very nice. I know what you're implying there. Um, no, I, you are, you know, you are very prepared. Trust me. <laughs> I just, that, that's actually I, more, that's actually more of wait. a, I'm an insane yeah. person who way over prepares. So that's actually not a good thing. That's true. Yeah. Because so I like think- Norland. Exactly. Well, I like Norlander. I actually literally, while I was smoking a cigarette right before we got on here, I was looking at the first round leaders. I was like, I'm going to jump on Norlander. I have him nowhere else. And we didn't even talk about him. And I was like, bad Norlander seems like he deserves $15 of my money. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go over the first round leaders since 2020 or since 2013, okay. 2013, Justin Rose. Uh, 2014, Adam Scott, 2015, Matt Every, who ended up winning that year. Just 2016, Jason Day, who ended up winning. Uh, 2017, Emiliano Grillo and Matthew Fitzpatrick were co-leaders uh, after 2017. 2018, Henrik Stenson, uh, rest in peace. 2019, uh, RCB, Cabrera Bale. And 2020, Matt Every again, and then he missed the cut. He went full Camilla Vajegas, you know, poor guy. <laughs> but here, so here's the thing to consider. Uh, where do they start? You know, what T 10 or one or MPM and truth of the matter is doesn't really matter. I mean, uh, about half this list started on one half and starting 10 half and starting the AM half started PM doesn't really matter. I mean, I could go back and try and look at weather reports. I don't really want to do that. So what I do notice though, is all of these guys have really good course histories here. So horses uh, for courses tend to get out to fast starts. And it's a lot of guys too, that aren't really that strong of putters. Like sometimes you want to target first round leaders. Cause they get high with the putter. These guys are mostly ball strikers like Grio Stenson, you know, Bayo's decent part. He's mostly like one of those European ball strikers, you know, Adam Scott struggles with the putter Matt every just won this event twice. And he got out the hot stars, you know, Justin Rose is pretty good here. So good ball strikers and good course history guys. So, you know, I mean the guys I look at, you know, Hatton 28 to one, Sung J 33 to one, Fitzpatrick 33 to one, uh, Kokrak 45 to one. Maybe he gets out to a hard start, hot start. Maybe Fleetwood catches fire 45 to one. Uh, and then going a little deeper, Luke list 80 to one, uh, Matthew Wallace, 81. We didn't talk about him. I kind of like Ooh. him. This one too. 
Yeah. So, so I was looking at him for a couple matchups. I think I might end up posting in the Slack. Uh, I found two that I had to do a little more research on where I was like, wait, I'm getting plus money with him. So, okay. All right. Well, eight to one first round leader. I kind of like that. And then going way deep, Lucas Glover, one twenty-five one, just because of the course history. He's a good ball striker. I mean, he just fits the category. And then Adam Long has a good course history. We didn't talk about him in DFS section either. Um, I mean, the ball striking stats don't look great, but he's a decent iron player and he's pretty accurate off the tee. He's one twenty-five one first round leader. So those are my picks. Okay. All right. So I can get down with that. So so your longest shot is nine one twenty-five one. Who's the one? Oh, Adam Long. I probably yeah, I probably pulled it from a different book than No, no, I got it. Adam Long, one twenty five. I got it. Okay. The um I would I just didn't scroll down far enough. So right. man, how crazy how crazy is that Matt Every? First of all, he's won twice here, right? Twice? Let let me tell you it's something crazier. What do you think his odds to win were in twenty fourteen? Oh, I know it was something fucking nuts. It was like uh was like two eighty to one or something like that. No, that was in twenty fifteen when he repeated. 2014. I didn't realize this. He was 50 to one. What? Yeah. Why? He, he was the young up and coming guy. And we'll talk about it a little bit later. Actually, you know, I'm going to save the angle. So okay. but he was a young up and comer. I was shocked to see him at 50 to one. And like, yeah. I mean, he's full he around there and he won. Yeah. Like, that's, that's weird. That is crazy. Yeah. So I, that's his thing, right? So I guess, fuck it. We'll just go. I kind of want to say the outrights to the end, but we're we're on it. So let's just roll into it, right? So, um, all right, fine. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's roll into it, right? So, what is the longest shot that has won since we've been back at it? I mean, what? I mean, what's the longest one? It's what eighty-one. Like, back was from it COVID? Like back from COVID. Like other than no, the one, we, it had, was, uh, we, we only had one long shot, right? Maybe two. No, we've had more yeah. than that. Uh, I mean, are we kind of the opposite field events or no? No, fuck no. Those don't count. All right. So I can think of we're out the bed. Michael Thompson at 3M open. He was like 150 to one. What was that? Af- was that after the restart? Yeah, it was summer. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Tony Fino's Waterloo again. And like, he had all these crappy guys yeah, around and he couldn't yeah, beat you're it. Right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I mean, that one comes to mind. Uh, All right, well, let's, 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 let's just start from, how about this? How about from the fall, from the fall swing till now? Like, I mean, dude, I really feel like there hasn't been anybody north of like 80 to one. That's one, maybe one guy. Well, I mean, there was Siwoo. You keep, why don't you do your so outrights? Was, and I'll, I'll try I'll try to find it. Okay. All right. So the outrights that I'm on right now, and so I'm keeping them short, right? And, and, and I could be wrong with this, but this is the way I was thinking. So I already bet Burns. Um, He's now at 40 to one. I got him at 50 to one. I got Molly at 30 to one. He's now at 28 to one. Uh, I got Davis at 75 or 70 to one. He's now all the way down to 65 uh, or 60, depending on your shop. Um, so I'm debating going Casey's hanging at 25. And we kind of talked about him a little bit. I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on Casey at 25 and I, I got Reed at 20 to one. And I think I, so I, the two guys I think I want to add, but this is where I get, this is when I start just firing too many bullets and it just fucking loses all value, whether it's adding Casey and M M's only 20 to one. I feel like maybe I just make, make it up somewhere else on that. I already got them on the one and done. I'm only thinking about adding Casey at 25 to one. This is really the, my longest shot is Davis. Like, I just don't think a long shot's going to win here. Okay. All right. Um, so to answer your question in the fall, there were a bunch, 
Really? Uh, I mean, I don't have the exact odds, but so Stuart Sink won the Safeway. He was definitely over a hundred. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, uh, Party Marty Martin Laird won the Shriners. He was. Uh, I think he was like three hundred to one. He came out of no. He came out of nowhere to win that. Did I have a top um, twenty that week? <laughs> maybe I don't know. Uh, Carlos Ortiz, I think, was like a hundred to one. He won the Houston Open. Um, and then the most painful one, because we were on Kevin Kisner, but uh, poor Robert Streb. Well, not yeah. poor Robert Streb. He's now rich Robert Streb. Rich Robert Streb, yeah. And we're poor because we didn't hit Kisner in the playoff there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, and, right. he stu- and he stuck that fucking shot, too. The- I mean, it was a great shot. God. <laughs> it was. And he has, he has no shit sense. But ever yeah. since that, ever since then, though, it's been mostly favorites. I mean, Kevin, Na, I think was 80 to one at the Sony, but it's Kevin. Nah, like it's not really unexpected. See, Wu Kim was 80 to one at like America express. Well, like depending on what your price was, it could have been yeah, 60. I got it. I got him at 70. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. I mean, like he won, but then, and then it's been Reed, Kapka, burger, Homa, grace. Well, grace of Puerto Rico. That doesn't count more count. So yeah, I mean, favorites are on a roll. We probably are due for a long shot, but if you look at like the guys who have won here, the long shots don't really win besides Matt every, Right, but Matt Every would won the previous year. Yeah. So and he wasn't and Every wasn't a long shot when he won it. Everybody else is like, I think the longest was eighty to one. That was Mark Leishman. But again, that's Mark Leishman. Like he was an accomplished player when he won. He just was yeah. a down on his luck. God. So I kind of went with that same theme this week for my outrights. Like I didn't go past eighty nine to one, and that was the cap. So get some surprises out of the way, or not get the. Guys who aren't surprises. Gotcha. Non surprises. So I'm on Patrick Reed again, just because I was an outright last week. As you guys know, I've been a week early for the last five weeks. So I'm not doing it again. Patrick Reed's my guy, which means the guy I'm not betting Jason day, who was on last week <laughs> to win. Congratulations. Go bet him. Have fun. Uh, I got sucked into the Paul Casey. I get hat and vibes from last year with him. Okay. Uh, I love form coming in. The putters been good. He's just so solid to degree. And the ball striking numbers have been, and like, I, I think like some people get, they don't add in the euros tour tour stats. Like I do. They're amazing. They are really good. And they've added to really good ball striking from last fall. I like him. I'm on so. Sam Burns at 40 to one. I mean, I didn't want to bet it just cause he was popular, but how can I turn my back? Like, I mean, he was, I bet him 125 to one to Rivera Rivera. He was great. Nothing's really changed. Yeah. I still like him. So, and hopefully he learned, right? Yeah. And he puts good on Bermuda. So it's fine. And then if I'm Ben Sam Burns, I got that cam Davis at 80 to one too. He's his clone. Are we have the so, same fucking cat? Basically. They're literally the same player. We have the same cat. Well, no, we don't. Cause I have two more. Okay. I know you, I know you don't have them. Okay. It is baffling to me. <laughs> That Louis Usui has never won on American soil. Hey, dude, it's fucking crazy. It's, it is it, weird. It is, it is he has insane. a very decorated history. In fact, he's only won once in Europe. Everywhere else is South Africa or Malaysia. But he's never even won here. Right. And he's come so close. I've seen improvement. So the problem with Louis is off the tee has been great. Because actually, I read an article that they made a tweak to his shaft at Phoenix. <laughs> And uh, they went to a lighter shaft and he's actually been hitting the ball great off the tee. So whatever they did worse, he's a ping guy. I love ping. So I'm always in tune with what they're doing. That's worse. Scrambling has been great. The putter has been really good. And that's been going back to last fall or fall. Kind of like with co-crack. 
Yeah. The yarns have been a problem. They've gotten better over the last couple of weeks. I mean, they haven't been anything great, but I see progression and I like this crescendo and he's coming in playing pretty under the radar and no one's talking about him. He's 40 to one. Mm. I'm on it. I'm doing it. I, this might be the week. This is going to be a FOMO. Fuck it. Now I got to jump on him too. Oh, great. All right. Just don't use him as your one. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> All right. As long as you don't use him as your one and done, you're fine. No, but I got to jump. Like if, if the same thing with Siwu, like fucking same reason I jumped on him. I was like, man, if I'm not on him and he wins, like I will fucking kill myself. Like, All right. <laughs> All right. Then join me. Join me on Louis Weasley. Last guy. And I saved him till the end. No, no. Well, it was going to be the end. This is going to be the grand finale of the podcast. We did outrights early. Sorry, buddy. If you like Sung J M as okay. an outright, you should also like Ricky Fowler as an outright too. Because they both, let me make the case five. before you laugh. Four Over their last five tournaments, they both are basically in the same boat. Both of them have shown elite things in different tournaments. They've just been really crappy in one area that has sunk their results. So okay. with Sung J, it was scrambling. The iron play has been dodgy. Sometimes the putter is hit or miss. With Fowler, he showed really good ball striking at the Amex, the Farmers Insurance Open, the Phoenix. Could not putt a lick. The only thing that's really been consistent the whole time has been the scrambling. He finally put pretty well at Riviera. Like I kept, I kept fading him over the weekend, like thinking that putter was going to regress, and never did. Okay. So he's close. Yeah. The ball striking, I have seen it. I have seen a winning upside putting week. He's eighty to one. Okay. I'm willing to find out. Let's go. Let's go, Ricky. Let's go. All right. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you waste your money on Ricky at eighty to one. I appreciate that. Um, that's and that's all I'm doing. I'm not using. Yeah, it's eighty to one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's eighty to one. It's Ricky Fowler. Like, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, well, look at some of the other guys are above him. Like Cameron Tringali is forty to one. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, and, I know he's played better, but he's never won the P on the PGA Tour. Yeah, and I say no. this just betting Louis Ousweez and outright. So I mean, I guess yeah, I can't but it's, talk. It's, but. it's Louis. I feel like maybe I feel like you've definitely dropped me into a Louis top five, right? I mean, I'm definitely getting in on. Uh, but maybe I might make a little heavier wager on uh, Louis top five, top ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks All right. for that. <laughs> so those are the outrights. Um, let's move back up. Top ten props. What do you got? All right, so top ten. Uh, we talked about him earlier, man. I got speed, man. Two seventy to one. Okay. Two seventy. I That's like it. Fine. And uh, and M at uh, two hundred to one. Like whatever. Like uh, give me a little bounce back. Maybe make make some of my money back because I'm not going as heavy as I did last week uh, on you. Uh, as can we just call him Knucklehead from now on? Yeah, he's a Knucklehead. Yeah. Until, until he wins. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's his nickname from now on. So from now on, when we say Knucklehead, we're talking about him. Right. Yep. So knucklehead at plus 200. <laughs> I like it. I mean, literally he, he cannot go four rounds without doing something stupid. I agree. He did last week. So all right. well, I'm also on Sung jam at plus 200 nice. and this is, this is a phone. This is FOMA because everyone's on the outright with him. I can't quite do it, but looking at the stat sheet and again, I just made the case for Ricky. A lot of things have been there. They just hadn't all been there at the same time. At some point they're all going to come together. So I like Song Jay, not as a win. I, I really wish he was like 35, 40 to one. He's not, I'm going to suck it up. Just do top 10. It's fine. And then I'm modifying the uh, one week too early. Maybe I was one week too early on Tommy Fleetwood top 10. So and that's plus 400. Just throwing good money after bad. That's all you're doing. 
That's all you, you know doing. what? I, I, am te- I am testing this theory. Am I just a week or And you know what? I'm trusting myself too. Okay. I am confident in my reads. Okay. I think my read on Fleetwood was right. You were, co- you, were, you were confident on fucking Fleetwood last week. I didn't even tap dance on your grave. I gave it the pass. I gave it the pass. You said you want to tap dance. I said, no, I'm not going to tap dance. But you're not going to learn your lesson. If you lose this week, I'm going to tap dance all over you. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I mean, if he comes out and has a bad ball striking week, fine. But he lost six strokes putting. I'm willing to go again. I'm willing to forgive, especially after what Morikawa just did. Right. I mean, we saw that reverse. Yeah, I can't that's true. I he actually see, was gaining I, strokes putting over his last 50 rounds. I didn't see Fleetwood change his grip and uh, turn into a good U.S. golfer. There you go. <laughs> all right, top, all right, top 20s. We got. All right, so 20s. I got. Uh, I thought this number was kind of short. Uh, and even though he's chalky, I was already down on it anyway, so I was locked in regardless. But it was 260 for Davis. Okay. Plus 260. I was like, all right, well, I already fucking like it for outright. Like, plus 260 for his top 20. I was like, I'm fine with it. I, yeah, I, don't mind, I don't mind doing that hedge on like some no, of the no, shots. No, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. And then, uh, so, <laughs> Luke List, <laughs> plus 400. And then, uh, but, and it's the same thing. I, I talked myself into the wind. Like, I'm pretty sure I, I got, I put the cat way ahead of the horse this week. And I didn't realize it until we were recording this, that <laughs> Matt Jones had plus three fifty. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to go through my spreadsheet and see what I bet, why I bet it. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I put the cat ahead of the horse and just yeah. assumed everybody who was good at wind would make the weekend for some reason. No, I mean, he has been good overall with, yeah, he's been fine. Man. Yeah, he's been fine. And he actually, he does have good course history. Or he yeah, might yeah. Be all right. yeah, I might be all right. All right. Um, Going back again to last week, um, I regale the uh, trials of Will Zalatoris on the 18th green and uh, how he sunk two bets of mine uh, by four putting. But uh, all is forgiven. I'm going to try to get my money back. Will Zalatoris plus 170 top 20. I think you can do it. I like it. Um, I talked about him DFS. I didn't like him just because there's a lot of negative ju- juju, but Corey Connors is plus 400 for a top 20. I, I think at some point the ball striking is going to prevail. I'm willing at, at this, at this angle, I'm willing to bet at four to one that what we saw Riviera is just kind of a blip and actually he's kind of an okay putter. So I'd rather go that angle. And then my column on sports gambling podcast is up. There's I think four or five other guys for a top 20 that okay. you can go check out. So All right, there's cool. that. All right. Well, listen, before we, uh, before we do the final matchups and wrap it up, listen, better edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. And since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there is no house. That's right. No vig betting. And it's legal in more than 40, 40 States. So it's sports betting without a vig. You can't literally beat it. Uh, so sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code S-G-P. What's funny is, I so Better Edge, if you're listening to this, I've tried like 10 times to sign up. And you keep asking me for my ID and I keep submitting it. And then it just disappears and you keep asking me for my ID again. And I'm aware I'm a caveman with technology, but please just hit me up and let me know. <laughs> like what's the right. problem with this? Why well, I I, th- I think the guys in our Slack channel, you should probably hit them up directly there. I'm sure, oh, I'm that's sure right, he is. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he, he seems he, a pretty nice guy. I'm sure he can help. Yeah, out. he is. He, he told me I did a nice ad read last time. So yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> all, right. all right. So matchups. Uh, so for matchups for me, I kind of mix it up a little bit. I feel like I got. I always like to give dog bets on here, so I, I mix in a couple favorites. Um, so I like 
Burns over Tringali, uh, lay in one thirty, uh, and Davis over Gesundheit, uh at minus <laughs> minus one thirty. Bezaidenhut. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Gesundheit. Uh God bless you. Um, and then uh, I got Wallace over Connors at plus one thirty-five. Ooh, so we're at opposite sides of Connors. I just don't. So like we talked about it, right? Like like why why did we talk about Wallace, right? Like yeah, and. And Connor's putting and listen, like, like, I like that top 20 you, you have on him at four to one. Like that's a fine hedge. Um, and his just potting is just so fucking suspect. He doesn't have a good history. Yeah. Like Wallace is underrated. I'm getting plus money. Right. Okay. So, um, okay. and then, uh, I got Hatton over Hovland plus plus one fifteen. defending wow. champ. Yeah. This is dude, defending champ. What kind that is disrespect. This man just won this last year. And just cause old goofy high motherfucker likes to smile and fucking got lucky fucking uh, putting with his driver out of some fucking uh, sawgrass. Like, no, nah, fuck that. Plus 115 is disrespectful. Give me the plus money on my spirit animal Hatton uh, and Coke rack over English uh, minus 130. Uh, it's not even so much that I like Coke rack. It's that English is fucking broken. Okay. I just got a little better price on Coke rack over English, but I'm also on okay. that too. Uh, I went, I went with a classic, uh, Good ball striker over a really bad ball striker. Uh, you can get Hemrick Norlander minus one time over Maverick and Neely. Um, I'm all over that. Like and then, uh, listen, I just want to say, um, Brandon Grace won last week. I know you don't like him, but if you read the story about him, his dad I died know, of COVID. I know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a real emotional win. Congrats to him. I am fading you in a match of this week. I'm taking Charlie Hoppin over you minus 120. Uh, I still don't believe in your ball striking. You're terrible at Bay Hill. And I think you're going to have a little bit of emotional letdown from last week. Give me Hoffman straight. Wait, so it was, it was Hoffman. You were getting plus money. Charlie on? Hoffman minus minus one twenty. Hold on. Yep. I'm, writing that, I'm writing that down. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk where that, that prop was. Okay, cool. Yeah. So okay. I, I definitely go check it out. At, uh, at point, uh, points bet. Yep. Points bet. Yeah. Points bet. Yep. Go, go check yep. those out at points bet. There you go. Uh, and, I, what, uh, one last one, uh, some exotic, some miscut props, uh, oh and then low, uh, and then low nationality guy. So right, what you got? Yeah. Go. So, uh, I mean, there's the angle about Europeans are really good here. Um, I don't like Ian Poulter. You can get him plus one sixty, miss the cut. He's losing strokes, ball striking. He was pretty, I mean, he hit the ball. Okay. In Saudi, but overall the last like few months, he's been really bad. He didn't really do much in Puerto Rico. I just, this is just a Manning ball strikers golf course that really stuck out to me as a guy who just seems a little overpriced and huh? might miss the weekend. So I don't like him. And then if you go to sports I got a couple other guys, uh, including see, Kim miscut plus plus one thirty-five. All right. Like that too. And then, um, so you can bet low Scottish guy. And I think after what happened to you last week, you're probably not going to go down this road, uh, me, but I'm not, especially because I'm going to talk about this guy. I already know. Like I mentioned earlier. I think what happened last week at Mac McIntyre was just sticker shock of seeing a bizarre golf course. He had never seen the likes of before. I mean, everybody, it was new to everybody, but I mean, to a young kid like that in big money, I can see how he faded. But if you walk to Bay Hill, there's really not a whole lot to it. That's different than what happened in the middle East. I think he's gonna be perfectly fine at this golf course and his competition for low Scotch guy is Marn Laird who won this tournament in 2011, but Ball striking is really bad coming in. Don't like him. And Russell Knox, who ball striking is great. 
Putting is bad, and he doesn't have good course history here. You can get McIntyre plus 140 as a low Scottish guy. I think he can do that. And what essentially is a three off between those two guys. All right, man. Listen, I, I don't fuck. I don't. I don't hate it. And your man crush for him. Maybe I'll sprinkle a little bit on it. I don't know. But I like Knox this week, so maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But, you should. Um, you should avoid that. Yeah. I, yeah. I probably will. <laughs> the, um, all right, man. Anything else you want to hit on before uh, we bounce? No, that's it. Let's hope this uh, goes a little better. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a wild weekend. I think it's gonna be pretty low scoring, but don't count your uh, eggs for the hatch. Because the wind's going to come on Sunday and it's going to turn everything upside down. Should be real fun to watch and should be a fun sweat. Yeah, man. Listen. All right. So for myself, uh, Boston Capper, you can follow me on Twitter at Boston underscore Capper uh, coming to the Slack channel. Um, they're all at the bottom of this podcast and all of Steve's articles, which you should go read because he breaks it down uh, without uh, being interrupted by me. Uh, and he'll, uh, <laughs> it'll make it, uh, make it a lot smoother read, but yeah, listen, come to the Slack channel. Like I said, uh, first round leaders will be out. Uh, we always do the in route betting. And I really, I feel like that's some of the most profitable stuff, man. Right. Hey, listen, if we're wrong on Thursday, we're going to pivot based on the data on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, yeah, man, listen, uh, let's go break them books, baby. Let's go. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.